0: Like very well off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like when I'm a very <laughs> when rich you can man, afford it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I when I can afford to like not worry about anything, or like, oh, worst case scenario, I can't get hired. Like mm-hmm. that point, I'll be like, I'm hired. hired myself.
1: Yeah. Podcasting is such an interesting thing to just come about. It really is. Like it, it just shows we're so interested in other people's conversations.
0: Without a doubt, it's like not feeling alone. Are we? Are we live? Recording? Huh? Are we recording? Yeah, I I'd just hit it while you're. <laughs> oh, okay, cool, 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 cool. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I like that though. Mm. All right, now good to know. Good to know. But um yeah, we we're talking about podcasts. Yeah, listening to people's conversation. It's also like, yeah, it's like you kind of are having a conversation with people because like mentally you're having conversations with the people or on the podcast, but it's like without the commitment of actually calling someone.
1: (laughs) You can just listen, observe. Mm. I I relied on that a lot in the pandemic. Yeah. When I was lonely. It's like the
0: socializing. (laughs) Yeah. The socializing aspect without a doubt. Like I've listened to podcasts and like, or an end podcasting doing my own one of like, all right, well let's set this up and do this. And, and that becoming the social that i needed and like also provide that for others who mm. maybe um were feeling into whatever topic it was so it was really cool so yeah it was good everything yeah, good? Yeah, was
1: sure
0: okay good. are we still recording yeah okay cool yeah so like yeah. uh so yeah well it's it's uh do, should we like should we, like, speak about what we're doing?
1: Yeah, for sure. We have to, <laughs> we have to introduce this.
0: <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, so we resonated with each other. And we're like, hey, let's do something that's also resonant. And I feel like that's, like, a good kind of word or title of kind of, like, this little podcast or side podcast or whatever it's going to birth to be, you know, and this experience um, so in it. And you made a great suggestion. Would you like to go by Abby? Sure. Abby yeah. is good here. Okay, feels good. We're good with that. I'm going to go by Ash here. Um, yeah, so Abby gave this awesome idea to write down questions on paper. And uh, we're going to go into a question portion where we're going to... We already have felt like a, a resonance with each other. In meeting each other, like briefly at a mirror's cafe, and then also having each other on social media, and then seeing each other again at a mirror's cafe, and then taking that moment to speak to each other and having like a two hour conversation from I across know. the tables. <laughs> which uh, I thought
1: that was so funny. We were was... like so far apart, and just like having this deep conversation so throughout the whole <laughs> thing. I feel like
0: a lot of people were like tuning into I it know, too. Like, we, li- we started off this, like like friendship with you know having a podcast across <laughs> the tables of in, in, in a cafe like about <laughs> deep things you know so it's really cool um so yeah so that's what we're here to do is to get into questions and um I wrote down some questions Abby wrote down some questions so we're gonna pull from this beautiful teacup that stays here for the podcast and yeah we'll to get into it. You ready?
1: Yeah. Do you want to do, we both answer every question or like I ask you, huh. we um, can see. Yeah, we'll see. We, we'll can, we so can be like reverse to you.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We'll dive, we'll dive into it. That sounds good.
1: You want to go first? Sure. Okay. Are you satisfied with your life right now? If nothing changed, would you be happy if, if you continue to live like this? So right now,
0: I feel satisfied in certain areas of my life. Um, I don't feel like I would ever feel satisfied enough in life at any point to not con- to like stay the same, you know, uh, continually. And just like, you know, would I be able to? Um, I'm sorry. What was the second part of the the question? Would you
1: be happy if like life continued exactly how it is? Yeah. No. Like five years
0: from now. No, in certain areas, and yes, in certain areas, like. I have had such an incredible breakthrough when it comes to, um, romance right now, like literally in my life and where that lies and how I feel about it. And my own experience in identifying in sexuality and, um, in discerning what is trauma and discerning what like a traumatic attachment and discerning what is, uh, like actual genuine connection and then realizing how I've never actually experienced a healthy relationship and tuning into that and seeing and making accessibility for that to come to fruition, just how it's like unfolding right now is really cool. And that's an example of something that I do feel really satisfied with and something I've been really excited about for the past few days, especially because that it's not only based in romance, but it's also based in any relationship you have, whether friendship, romantic or you know if family members or whatever it is that you have like the best thing you can do is be honest with each other I feel like that's the way I got to this conclusion it's just like clear communication when you're feeling anxiety being able to be like all right I'm feeling anxiety let me sit with it for a second and then when you know that you need to speak when you feel that burning in your throat and in your solar plexus and you're like I need to say this out loud but I don't know how to say it not allowing our perfectionistic mind to hinder us from getting it out, even no matter how awkward or or different you might feel or say about it, even just putting a few words out might give space for the other person to also be like, yeah, I'm kind of feeling whatever that is. I'm kind of feeling it too. And then you are able to identify it together and find a good understanding of what it is that you actually want to talk about. So that is something I'm sh- extremely satisfied with in my life right now that I've been coming to this, it's like I've came to that conclusion time and time over again, but it's the actual embodiment of it. I don't feel like I've ever been, and I'm really honest with myself and others, and I feel like I've been the most honest with myself and others in the past few days than I've ever had the capacity to in my entire life. So if it's just that part, yeah, I want that for the rest of my life. That's beautiful. Thank you, thank you. I've been really feeling excited about that. Other things, no. <laughs> like, other things, as far as like, would I be satisfied? No, I wouldn't. I want to grow more. I want to believe, continue to believe myself more and more, and grow, just grow in all aspect of it. How about you?
1: I def, I love what you said about the honesty. I've been feeling that too. And that's actually, that's one of the things I remembered from our conversation. Like, it was such a long conversation, I'm not remembering everything, mm-hmm. but that, I took that that away from our, our interaction, that, okay, this is a very honest person, that's what I'm looking for, I'm becoming more honest with everything I do, with the people around me, brutally honest a lot of times, and it's just like, you're either going to love it or hate it, and it's, you're either going to love me or hate me for it, but it's like, that's just how I'm going to live, and... It's a lot better to live that way, to Mm. be honest and not. um, What is that saying where it's like you're oblivious, like you're living in this fantasy? You're, I don't know, but you're basically blind because you want to see reality how you want it to be and not how it actually is. Like ignorance is bliss. Yes, Mm -hmm. yes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that's not how I want to live. Yeah. So just reading the question again. I am satisfied in a lot of aspects, but I also feel like there's so much growth happening. It's incredible to watch that I, I wouldn't feel comfortable capping it at that and yeah. just saying, like, that's it, I'm good, I did enough growing, because mm-hmm. you can't. I'm I'm so excited to see that in life, like, see how it just progresses and how you can just continue to grow.
0: I completely agree. I completely agree. That was an awesome yeah. question. I that was know, on the I, eyes. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Oh, I'm like so excited. Okay. I'm close my eyes. Little ASMR action. <laughs> I love that I picked this is the one that I said. Oh, I like this one. This is the one. Who is your favorite villain? Ooh. It could be a super villain, it could be like real life villain. It could be like wh- whatever you <laughs> feel. <laughs> uh, with mm. that.
1: Okay, this is like, I'm almost like, I don't even know if I want to say this because it's so controversial, but okay, it's a villain. Like, we're identifying him as a villain for sure, but <laughs> my favorite villain would be Donald Trump. I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> I had a, yes, I, once you said I, this is going to be controversial, I was like, <laughs> Donald Trump. Like, <laughs> because <laughs> he he was interesting. Like, he mm-hmm. made American politics interesting. Mm-hmm. Now it's kind of like... <laughs> it was. It was like it was
0: hysterical. Yeah. But also horrible. But also like it was hysterical because of how chaotic and like unreal. Like how is this our government? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Yeah. I understand. But he's yeah. like
1: a real life villain. Like so. Yeah. That's that's.
0: He's a real life villain for sure. Yeah. Why is he your favorite?
1: Hmm. Because he's so ridiculous. Like. <laughs> I think that's it. He's just so... He doesn't make sense. And then it's crazy that he has such a large following.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Literally. Yes. It's really, really intense and wild. But, uh, yeah. Hmm. My favorite villain... I I I was originally going to say... Um, my favorite villain is Pain from Naruto. Because, like everything that he, he he talks about. It's like every... It's like Madara from... It's like every villain in Naruto, I feel like, is like high-key my favorite villain because in Naruto, these villains are all trying to make the world better, but like with this skewed way of thinking. Like there's... I say uh, Madara wants to make the world better by putting the world under Infinite Sukuyomi, which is a... Genjutsu, which controls like everybody into like living like kind of like the matrix like how they were in like um like tubes like but they were plugged in they weren't actually like in their bodies like their bodies were like plugged into a thing and like they're living in a simulation that's what infinite tsukuyomi was so like he's he and his motivation for doing that is because there was so much more for so long that war can exist in this simulation so like it was for the right reasons and also like anyone who watches naruto like if you don't like just look up like things Madara does like and it's just like he is first of all papi and second of all he is so beasty in any fight he's in he's just like he does his Susanoo, which is, like, this shield thing that, like, comes up. And it's, like, nobody has a chance. He will beat an entire army in, like, like a flick of a finger. So he's just so badass. I'd say Madara. Madara is my favorite. Pain is a, is a real close second. We love pain. Like, his whole story is really, like... It's just these people that have experienced so much trauma. And they want to make the world a better place. But they don't know how. And they do the best with what they think could help. But in the meantime in order to get what they want, they actually have to harm so many people, and that's mm-hmm. how they become a villain. And I, I feel like, yeah. And I feel like i that's my favorite villain because it's like, it brings a, um, it brings an understanding to what, like, a villain and victim is. Like, it's like, a villain is only, like, you know, a, a villain is was a victim, you know? Like, we're all, we're all both
1: about perception yeah which side of the story are you seeing
0: without a doubt and it's like in order for us to become this is something that this is a quote that I created at a certain point around watching that um, also Auchimaro in there he was a villain he was really good. I actually wrote this quote for something that I watched with Arucimaru. um you have in order to become your own hero, you have to confront your your own villain. You know, and um, so I feel like it just, for lack of a better word, like, humanizes villains. Um, and that's why I like the villain arcs in Naruto. Yeah.
1: And that's anime. Yeah, it's anime.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Naruto like is, like, I was a late bloomer in anime, but it's helped my mental health immensely. Like, it's like, I don't really care to watch anything because I don't really watch much TV in general. I will watch documentaries and anime, cause it's like I think it's the most real thing to me. Even though it's like uh, animation, it's so real in comparison to any TV shows or things that go on. Like people look at anime, they think like, oh, it's like cartoons. It's like watch one episode. Like all well, the best animes, like the parents are like dead in the first episode. It's like traumatic, you know? It's like it's a like, it's, like, it's like a it's mm-hmm. a theme. Like if it's like if it's gonna be an anime, anime, like everyone's probably like dying like really traumatically in the first like few. Few like minutes or like <laughs> you know full metal will These different things like so that's how you know it's gonna be a good anime because it's not. It's just not. Um, it's not like a fun little cartoon. Like it has moments in it, of course, but it's it's a balance, and because it's not actual actors in their faces and it's just their voices, it hits. And I feel like it's the most authentic to like things that um that I personally resonate
1: really interesting yeah I feel like anime is probably underrated yeah for sure
0: I had a resistance to it for a really long time it's a podcast episode that I'm gonna do I'm just not sure with what person yet um I had a resistance to it for a really long time because um I think it reminded me of how I couldn't like do things like that uh as a child I felt like oh I don't have time to like get involved with this like anime or cartoon, whatever the case is. Like, I had different vices. I was, like, a Sims player and things like that. But, like, it reminded me of, like, childhood, like, being childhood and, like, uh, my inner child, like, feeling neglect. I feel like it made just, like, this resistance towards it. And then once I actually watched it, it, I feel like it helped heal my inner child so much and integrate with my adult self. It's been, like, a really cool journey. Anime, highly recommend. (laughs) Yeah. But whenever
1: you're ready, we'll go on to the next question. Okay, what is your biggest fear when entering a new relationship?
0: Um, lack of honesty. Um, uh, my biggest fear is that um either I I don't I don't know now. Like in the past it's been more like Fear of losing myself to, like, people, please. Like, oh, I'm like, I'll still always be me, but, like, I'll lessen my, I'll dim my light to not intimidate or be too much or do these different things. Um, or I have, let's, let's use past tense, because I sure shouldn't be doing that now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, like, you know, uh, self-abandonment, to putting them before me. Has been a thing, and uh, and then just, d- it which kind of t- ties into self abandonment, just like dishonesty and distrust. Because if I don't abandon myself, then I will listen to myself, and I will know whether someone's trustworthy or not. So it's like I would say that's like the core. Really, it's just like self abandonment is the biggest fear. Um, yeah. What about you?
1: Um, my biggest fear, I, I resonate with a lot of what you said, like the honesty thing. You don't know, like someone can feel so honest, but you just don't know. Mm-hmm. You can't say that person's honest. Like I, as much as I feel like you're honest, I can't say, oh, she's an honest person. because mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like you could, this could be a facade. I have no idea. So my biggest, my biggest fear is actually very specific it's the fear that I'll feel comfortable enough with somebody to be intimate with them and then have that trust broken and them not actually want anything else from me. Mm. Because I, I I intend to be very intentional with my love and I'm not just going to give it out, especially when it comes to my body. Mm-hmm. I'm, it's a sacred space. You know, not not everyone can have it. Yeah. Only... Only, like, one person besides me can have it, you know, mm-hmm. or, like, the, the person that I'm with.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's just since since I hold my body to that such high regard, I don't – I'm so fearful that I'll trust somebody, I'll think someone's honest, and then they're not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I gave them what they wanted, that was all, you know. So th- that's a fear that I'm trying to not let affect the way that I'm dating. Mm-hmm. 'Cause I don't want to go into it thinking, Oh, this person might just want that but I also feel like that's a very realistic, like logical way to approach dating. So it's it's just finding a balance, not assuming people have the worst intentions.
0: Absolutely. And are you open to feedback?
1: Yeah, of course. I
0: was thinking like also what like what you said, even in the sense of like how can you know somebody's honest? How can you know I'm honest? How can you know somebody you're meeting is honest or I believe that rather than it being so, like, you don't know, I, I believe that we do know. It's just about listening, like, our intuition. Like, we know if someone's being honest, if we're being honest to ourselves. If we're being honest to ourselves, then we can look at somebody. Like, for me, like, for example, like, I will straight up say, I know you're honest. I will tell you that mm-hmm. because I know, I trust my honesty within myself. And, like, and I can see that within you, and that's, like, why I feel like I gravitated towards you. So it's about like relearning and why we have these conversations to support each other in learning like how to gain that, just like I was saying with the self abandonment, it's like the trust and the attention to ourself, like these reminders, everything we're saying and doing, whether it's uh, relationships, friendships, whatever it gets brought up is like you can, you, you I feel like you truly don't have anything to worry about in life if you are just honest with yourself and listen to yourself and give yourself the attention you need when you need it and give yourself an extreme amount of compassion and accountability and find that balance. And then you, because, like, I I know that there's every single time I've ever been with a partner who is distrustful, I knew. I just didn't believe. Or I just thought they would be better. Yeah.
1: Like you saw the red flags, but you ignored them?
0: Yeah. Every time. Every time. <laughs> like, I'm like, mm.
1: oh, like I
0: like red today. It's a nice flag. <laughs> He's honest. They're honest. She's honest. Like, yeah, mm. yeah. It's interesting, but it's like um, a Captain Sava. You know, i real, real big on that in the past. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, I can help with that. And it's like mm. the dude from the movie Holes. I could fix that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> like how I've been (laughs) with so many different people so yeah Mm. that's why the fear of the self-abandonment is real because I will abandon myself to save and fix or help or change someone and I can't do that it's not realistic Mm. because someone to want to change for themselves
1: we need a support group all those people need to come together for sure (laughs) without a doubt
0: I was I I was like starting a, a empaths anonymous at a point like But uh, it was, like, I didn't want to use the word empathic. Like, more, like, uh, emotionally sensitive or, like, codependent, anonymous is a thing. I I thought I was going to create, like, some kind of group of something like that. But, um... Never kind of happened, but I would be super open to, like, creating that space yes. or, or like, whispering into the ear of someone who is really good at facilitating something like that to just get it going. I would just attend it.
1: <laughs> like, I feel like we need a boot camp, though. Like, we like, need somebody yelling at us. Like, yeah, you like, can't do that. Like, you we cannot, have to take care of you oh, first. Oh,
0: people-pleasing anonymous. Yes. <sighs> Ooh, we could pro- We could focus on boundaries and we could focus on, like being assertive but not like overly aggressive or overly passive you know and finding that balance and like looking in the mirror and being like and like practicing or like having a conversation <laughs> like we could break up in pairs and like practice mm. like oh
1: this would really be really helpful
0: I think it really would like I'm like I want to write it down <laughs> I definitely need to write it down at some point I'm like I'm not gonna write it down on here now but I'll, do, I'll I'll write it down You after. Have it recorded? yes this is true you
1: want to go to the next one yes
0: I like this one hanging over the corner I'm grabbing my own it's okay <laughs> how do you feel about tattoos
1: okay so I think they're really cool like especially I love when I see a, a big piece on somebody like I, I love animals specifically on people like tigers and lions and stuff um, of course I think there's really bad tattoos um, on me, I, I said earlier I might because I think it's exciting. I, I when I was proposed the idea of getting one, I was like, ooh, like that is exciting. Let's do it. It's spontaneous. But then, really, I don't want one. So I'm just gonna follow that until until I really feel a, a feeling like, okay, you do want one. You know what you want. Because first of all, I don't know what I want at all. Mm-hmm. And then I also feel like I kind of think it would be so cool to die like this, to die as I came. For the most part. I mean, I have piercings and stuff, but. So I I think I'll be a clean slate. Yeah. But I, I do admire people that get it because it's a commitment. Like, you, mm-hmm. you know, like you have that forever. Yep. It has to match all your outfits.
0: <laughs> oh, man, I know. <laughs> I really understand that. <laughs> no, I completely, I completely uh, respect and, like, honor that. Like, I have a lot of friends growing up that have felt that way. I personally, I mean uh (laughs) I personally really love tattoos (laughs) I uh have always wanted to have a tattoo like since as long back as I knew that they existed I used to actually draw tattoos on my arms like sleeves and uh during in elementary school and middle school and like people would like be like oh can you give me one I'll be like yeah give me a Snapple and I'll like tattoo people and I thought that I wanted to be a tattoo artist and um I actually did get my tattoo license at a certain point, but oh, wow. I was doing eyebrow, like permanent makeup, because I'm an esthetician. So I was doing, like, um, microblading. and uh, But when it comes to, like, tattooing, tattooing, like, I've tattooed myself on my leg uh, with stick and poke. But personally, I, I like to leave that to more of the the people that I like. To my girl Ash, shout-out to Ash, and shout-out to, like, a bunch of people that have done a lot of my tattoos from Colombia to... Richmond tattoo and all the people in between like appreciate everyone and their art like it's a really like I, I personally I think if maybe if I hyper fixated on it for a long time then I would potentially be able to do it but yeah I give people artists so much credit um, I want have wanted like I remember when I was like seven I was at my uncle he had a custom motorcycle shop upstate and uh, there was a tattoo parlor in the basement. And when I was going, um, I was with my dad, and my dad was talking to my uncle. And I, like, looked down the corner, because there was, like, two stairs here, two stairs here. And I, like, looked over there, I, like, walked down. And I was, like, because I was seeing all these pictures, and I was looking around. My dad's, like, Ash, where are you? And I'm, like, I'm right here, Dad. Like, and he's, like, what are you doing? I was, like, Dad, I want this one. I want that one. I want that one. He's, like, kid, you're, like, seven. You got, like... 11 more years, you're good. Think about it, you know? And I was like, okay, I will, I will. Like, my dad had one tattoo. He had an eagle right on his arm. That's the only tattoo that he had. But he talked about wanting more. He wanted to get, like, me and my sisters tattooed. But um, for me, like, uh, I think I've always loved tattooing because it's, like, for me, it's it's a ceremony. It's an integration. And it's it's my story. Like, my when people say, oh, I love your tattoos, like, I'm. I like. Thank you so much because this is literally my life story. If you look at my arm, there is something that's going on for each part of my life, and that, like even down to like this is my house that I grew up in.
1: Oh wow! You know,
0: so it's like every single part I that this. I have. Thank you. Every single thing that I have has significant meaning. Like that, I per- I personally think that if you're getting a tattoo, it should really have significant meaning. Now I have, um, I have. The first tattoo I actually got, I was 14. Oh. <laughs> like, and I like convinced um, some of my friend's older brother did tattooing. Or I don't know if my friend's older brother I don't know, whatever. Like a person I knew, like somebody somebody I don't even know how I necessarily met them. I don't even know. But yeah. I essentially pretended that I talked to my parents on the phone and they said yes. I was like, oh okay, oh you're okay with this? Cool and they thought I was also a little older and then I got three tattoos I got two one when I was the first tattoo I got is the music notes on the back of my neck the second tattoo I got was when I was 15 and uh, it was it is the sh- on my finger and this peace sign right here cuz everything in my life was anything but peaceful like anything but peaceful and I just wanted peace in my life so bad I put, like, that prayer into it without even realizing I was doing that with my favorite colors. And, like, it was such a random spot, too, because, like, imagine just, like, nothing on your arm and then just yeah. a piece on right there. And people <laughs> were, like... And I was just, like, I just needed it somewhere I could see it because to remind me, because, like, at the time, it was my life was very turbulent. So for me, what I do when I experience something in life, I um I like a physical integration of it. So I get a tattoo, and I get to, like... Whether it's something happy or something that's, you know, usually it's something that's, like, really intensely, like, rebirth and death and, like, tsh, like so much intensity that while I'm getting that tattoo, I'm just, like, either releasing any bind it has on me and putting it into, like, my book, you know, and my book is my skin. And it's like the canvas, so that's how I feel about tattoos. Mm. It's like a ceremony. You know, that's what the indigenous people did their tattoo for a ceremony. So every time I get a tattoo, I always pray over it. You know, I did get two rogue tattoos. I have two completely rogue tattoos that I got on a fly. Um I like got one Friday the thirteenth tattoo, which is a butterfly, but I love it. I love both of them. I have a Pikachu meme tattoo, the one that's like, you know, but we won't discuss where I have that. And uh <laughs> and yeah, like I definitely love I love my pieces. I got most of my most of my whole arm pretty much I got in Colombia when I lived out there. Oh, wow. So really symbolic, like and this is like uh this is actually he did this one from a picture I gave him of the uh goddess uh Guatavita in Colombia. So I took a picture of uh the actual stone, like I don't know, how to call it statue and uh and brought it to him and he did it, so. Yeah, I think it could be really empowering, but also, like, uh, to also bring balance to this and then move on to the next question, like, there's a lot of heavy metals and, like, things that go into the ink and something that should really be mindful of, so if you are going to get tattooing, trying to get, like, um, the most clean, like, ask your tattoo artist what they use, try to get the most clean ones, and um, also do a heavy metal detox after, just being mindful, like, yeah.
1: I'll oh, see the next one. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: How do you feel about veganism? Ooh, I, I like this one.
0: Oh, I'm waiting for you. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so I'd like to come from the space of like I was vegan for a while. I'd say like, so I was vegetarian on and off since I was 13. And I was veg for, like, a good maybe, like, year and a half, almost two years. And then I was a vegan for a solid year. I was even raw vegan for, like, three months. Like, oh. it was, like, so intense. Like, it was, like, the most intense thing that you could do is be like a raw vegan um, or a fruitarian, I'm sure. But maybe that's easier because you just get fruit. Like, raw vegan, it's like, a bunch of stuff I was taking. Recipes from... When I had went to this retreat years ago in Costa Rica, like uh, the chef, I like really loved him. His name is Pedro, shout out to him. Like the food that he made was absolutely out of this world. It was all raw vegan. And he sent me all of the recipes, so incredible. So I was like, i right, I'm gonna do that. But now, how do I feel about it? I feel like if that's what your body needs and that's, or that's where your moral lies, then it you know, I think that's beautiful. You could do it. Um, how else I feel about it is just like anything else, when it's something that's like pushed, pressured, and um spoken about often, I feel like it's something that should really be self reflected on, maybe. Maybe like uh, anything that's intensely extreme or or intense reaction. I feel like always should be reflected on To because everybody what works for you might not work for somebody else and when we pass judgment on people is not really good because I, I know from being the vegan vegan. Like, I was a vegan vegan where in my head, <laughs> I was mean? judging people oh, okay. for not being vegan. Like, I was like, wow, like, that's crazy. Like, you're aware of, like, what goes on, right? Like, you know about slaughterhouses. You know about, like, what's doing to the earth. You know about all these different things that are happening. You know how much suffering these animals are going through. That's so crazy that you're going to sit here and eat pork, like, just, like, f- straight from Pathmark. Like, <laughs> with no, no, no organic, nothing, like, not even trying to be, do better. Like, I would judge that, like, at a certain point, like, I I was in that space, so nobody can really come at my neck for anything I'm about to say on this topic, because I I wasn't, like, I, I literally wasn't, so I had to ask myself, like, when I, when I, so what made me stop being a vegan was I was in a indigenous teepee ceremony, and at the end of the ceremony, you're there for 16 hours, and it's a medicine ceremony and a really beautiful and intense and really strict prayer it's like very very strict and at the end they bring in the morning water and they bring in venison and corn and berries the traditional food of the native peoples on this land and i felt like i couldn't disrespect like this space like this is so mm-hmm. preyed on they hunt here all of these different things. I'm like, if it's any time, I've never had venice in my yeah. life. And I'm like, if it's any time to like you know, and, and I and I ate it and it was delicious and it felt so nourishing and I was like, Wow and it changed my perspective. It's something I was also unpacking for a while because I had an experience the same place I got the raw um the, the raw vegan menu from, I had went and drank ayahuasca in Costa Rica. So, like, when I was there, one of the things that actually happened, a vision I had while I was on the medicine was, <laughs> it might sound crazy. I was, like, I had this view because my eyes were closed. I was sitting on a tree stump in the jungle. Well, this was, like, in real life. So I was so That wasn't the vision. I was sitting on a tree stump in the jungle. I closed my eyes. I was by myself. And... I had this vision of, like, being in the ground, looking up, and then I was, like, looking around, and, like, I was a tomato. <laughs> I was a tomato. And, and I just seen this big metal rack coming over and, like, spraying, like, pesticides or whatever onto me and the other tomatoes. And I was, like, it felt like horrible like i felt like i was dying like i felt like i my skin was burning off like it felt like i was being infected with something like like almost like injected in fact like it, like something got on like you ever know when you get bleach on your hands like how it, at first you just feel it lands but then it like actually like stings or like or lie like on from making soap or whatever like something that burns like when it lands and then starts like going. that's what it felt like and i started like crying and like i felt emotion and I'm like, do I feel emotion as a human? Do I feel emotion <laughs> as a tomato? So then, like, it took, like, a really long time for me to integrate that. But at the time I was a vegan, you know what I'm saying? So I was just, like, already, like, you know, I was, I, I was just, like, I don't know. I was just, like, all right, tomatoes. Yeah, like, like, what more
1: can you do? Yeah, like, You're exactly. Vegan.
0: But that's the thing, that my perspective changed, right? So I was integrating that for, like, a year. Had the venison. And then I was like, and then I remembered, I'm like, who is to say we understand the capacity in which suffering is on things such as plants? Who is to say that what is greater or less than? Who is to say that plants don't suffer when we kill them to eat them the way an animal might suffer? Or like, who is to, who's to say, like, literally science, they found out that plants actually do have emotions and these different things. Like, that's something no, more recent science. Like, who is to say that, Plants only, the same way that they say, like, you know, uh, like plants only thing is for us to eat them, you know, and I believe that it's both, you know, with animals, it's just like, it, it, it's, it's source, most importantly, it's source, it's not about, because you can be a vegan, but you can be eating mad pesticide filled, like GMO fruits, and like you're eating toxic. Like, you're eating, like, toxic poisons in there. So, like, who are you saving? You know? Like, you're killing yourself. And, like, having this, like, it's just not a good experience. I believe that it's so important to have source. So, if you're going to get organic or local, going to a farmer. Or, you know, if you're going to have meat, like, getting, like, local farmers and just knowing where it comes from. Some people also can't afford these different things or don't have the resources to know and understand this stuff. So... There was a point in my life where I did not have money to, like, be eating, like, anything. I actually went back. I disassociated from everything I knew from food. And I, because I didn't, I literally, I have $4 to eat. What am I doing? I'm going to Wendy's. I'm going to pick 4 four. I got that. That's what I had to do. But what I would do is I would pray over it. I alchemize that food with all my heart and my attention and... Be, and and thank that all you could do at that point is thank the animal and say I'm so sorry that you suffered. I'm gonna honor you by consuming this in a good way and acknowledging your spirit. You know, it's like that's my belief system. So when it goes about to veganism, it's like kind of long experience of it for me. <laughs> it's there's so many dimensions, and I feel like people like to feel included in things. And when um sometimes when I know when I was my veganist vegan, I just wanted to be included in something. Like, oh, I'm a vegan. Oh, my, on my Instagram, I'm that vegan. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. Now all the vegans know I'm one of them, and now I feel included. Why? Because I've never felt included in anything in my life. So I'm striving and yearning for that connection to feel included. Now I found it in this little community. But the second you're not vegan, you're, you're exiled. You're yeah. done. But that's my, and what is yours?
1: I was also vegan. Some, a little I think like it's been a while now I think it was a year a, maybe a little over a year um and the question is my thoughts how do I feel about veganism uh, it's so mixed like I guess if we're going to go into my personal experience it can be healthy like, you, you for sure can make it healthy. It takes more effort. You have to be more conscious of what you're eating. Mm-hmm. You have to be way more prepared. Like, I remember I would call every restaurant before I went, and mm-hmm. I'd be like, what's your vegan menu? You know, you get laughed at people. Like, Applebee's, they were like, vegan menu? We don't have, you know, like, they had no idea. They, I don't even think they really knew what vegan was yeah. <laughs> when I was asking. Um And then, so when I was vegan, I, towards the end, I started gaining a lot of weight because I was relying on carbohydrates for my calorie intake. And so I would eat, and I was also following YouTubers, like vegan YouTubers, but it was like this couple, and I I really, um, they glorified veganism, and so they would eat like this huge bowl of food. Like, they were eating an insane amount of food. It would be, like, rice and vegetables, healthy-ish things besides the rice, maybe. And then they would exercise a lot. So I would watch these videos, and I would make the same food that they're making, and I wouldn't exercise. And it would be a huge bowl. Like, I would – it wasn't a one-person bowl. It was a huge serving bowl that I would eat of just white rice, potatoes, like, beans, like, all these things. And so my health declined – because I just wasn't getting enough of anything really, except for white carbs. Um, so that's why I stopped being vegan. But I did like feeling included. Mm. But then I also felt excluded a lot of times. Mm. So that also made me stop being vegan. I felt, you know, I was made fun of a lot yeah. by, by close people in my family, people mm-hmm. around me. They just they don't understand that they're they they do not understand why you wouldn't eat meat if it's already dead. You know what are you doing? What are you saving? It's it's a belief system, and mm-hmm. it, it feels good to feel like you're doing the right thing yeah. by not eating an animal.
2: Yeah.
1: And I felt more connected to animals. I I think, I would say, like, a cow is, like, the animal that I, I maybe love the most. And so when I was vegan, I was all over the cows at the farm, <laughs> you know, posting pictures, like, friends don't eat friends. And that felt really good. It felt fulfilling. Mm. But... Like you said not everything works for everyone, and I'm glad I'm so thankful I tried it because if I didn't try it I would I would s- still try it eventually, yeah, so it was something I had to get out of my system and I would encourage other people to try it too like if they if they want to yeah I think it's like I
0: think it's like super beautiful that like we get the opportunity to try these things and have these things, but not necessarily like forced upon us like we're like pressured more like pressured like oh like here. Uh, you got to do this. Or you got to that, and it's like also like just respecting each other. Whether if someone's vegan, I don't make fun of them. I, I mean, I didn't prior to anything. Like, I mean, I wouldn't personally have ever. But like, people do it all the time. And if I see somebody like bullying a vegan, I'm like, leave them alone. Leave leave the vegan alone. Like, <laughs> let them live. Let them eat the plants only. It's fine, yeah, you know. Yeah. And I think it's also important too to like have a plant based diet and definitely consume a lot less meat, even if you're not a vegan. You know it's like we shouldn't be eating meat as much as we are but that's all the topic all the conversation all the questions but yeah is it my turn yeah okay yeah
1: i just asked you that
0: i want to pull one of your. okay this is one of yours what is the most unusual thing that turns you on okay i know that right off the rip uh, a uh, candle axe. <laughs> so, candle axe was like, I had a candle and <laughs> it dropped onto my hand, and I was like, What? Why do I like this? Like, why is this something I like? So, that's something. Um,
1: wow, I yeah. am fascinated. <laughs> 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 Did I it really feel like something else. Mm, or like, were you like, oh,
0: it's candle wax? Like, I I love I love candles in general. I just like have a lot of love for candles. Like, I'm not like hyper fixated on them or anything, but I just like appreciate them. I always have. It just like it's like I like like the sense of burn. Um, yeah, like even even uh, I, I feel weird saying this one because it's like, because <laughs> I don't want to mix, like, something that's really, like, sacred uh, with, like, necessarily being turned on, uh, but, yeah, I guess I will, because I already started, so um, there's a medicine that's called combo, right, and it, it has, like, a, it's a toad frog uh, poison secretion, and it gets burnt into your skin, like, into your lymphatic system, because if you consume it, obviously, like, you're going or like get really sick. But if it goes into your lymphatic system, it actually has a tripeptide that's like incredible immune boosting that's been recognized by science, and they're trying to find another way to utilize it. And because um, it's like a, it's like a, it, it, what, where it comes from is in the Amazon in Brazil and, um, and just South America in general, they would use that before they would go like hunting or go gathering and stuff in, in the, jungle because like everything can kill you in the jungle so it's like all right let's boost our immune system like let's let's boost our it was like their super like power you know so i've gotten that but it's not like the actual sense of that getting burnt. like i have one here like I, i've gotten it done i like i like that because it reminds me of the wax but yeah <laughs> <laughs> and then but i feel like mad guilty because I'm, I'm not sitting there i'm not like fiending. i'm not like fiend am because i'm in prayer i know to not be that <laughs> you know so i'm very like
1: but but Does I it know trigger that Yeah, it
0: wants to. But I, I my discipline doesn't wow. allow it to. I'm yeah. Really intrigued. Yeah, but the wax thing, like, yeah, for sure. Like I like um wax stripped on my skin. Yeah. Um I I'll stop there. I feel like there's more. <laughs> I'm gonna start there. <laughs> like, oh, that that'll be a whole I, know, I, I wa- feel like
1: I wanna talk about that maybe off camera. Yeah, <laughs>
0: like no, we could definitely talk about that more. I'll do a whole podcast on this topic. I love it. Like I'm here for it. Yeah, I just me too. I'm like, yeah, this is a little teaser. Y'all y'all gonna have to tune in when we do that. So yeah. But what about you?
1: Okay, mine is like also really weird. So <laughs> I noticed recently over the summer I was doing a lot of research, like reading for whatever I'm doing, and I notice that when I'm reading something and I understand it, like, because it'll be really, I guess, advanced reading, and it'll take some time to reread it to actually get it, but when I read something and it's of my interest and I finally understand it, I feel this sensation, and, yeah, um (laughs) I feel this, I don't know how to really describe it because it's something new that i discovered but that definitely turns me on like learning something Mm. and i think it's also like you know when they say like you're sexually attracted to intelligence yeah i think it's called sapiosexual yes Mm -hmm. yes so i think i think it's kind of that too because in my partner i'm attracted to intelligence Mm -hmm. so i think when i'm feeling like maybe i'm becoming more intelligent i'm like
0: oh i'm trying to (laughs) sell
1: that's (laughs) powerful yeah that's cool
0: that's cool Mm -hmm. that's definitely cool i feel like like a less unusual thing that's also similar in the same vein as that that i was literally i was talking about like the past few days too is like when someone speaks their truth or is like so like vulnerable and honest and like i'm like (laughs) like that's literally like it's exactly like (laughs) <laughs> I'm, like, I'm about to overshare right now I'm not even going to get, <laughs> but I'm gonna know, get the, for the past three days have been great and that has definitely like assisted the process for that yeah mm-hmm. so <laughs> moving on to next Christ. question <laughs> <laughs> I love that you asked that question like I'm so here for it Yeah.
1: <laughs> me too me too like that's that's where the game goes when I'm playing it off camera more, yeah. So
0: yeah cool
1: Okay, what is your favorite song right now? Why? I have so many. But I think... I um, don't have my phone. Definitely something J. Cole. Mm. What is it called? There's a song he does a with... The Climb Back? No. With Miguel. Oh. Um, I don't know what it's called.
0: I feel like I'm hearing it. Really? That, yeah, I feel like I'm hearing it. Do you
1: play J. J. Cole?
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's great. It's a great guy.
1: <laughs> I love, well, anyway, maybe, I'm not going to come up with the name, but I love the song because the guy's singing. So J. Cole's, like, rapping, and then there's Miguel singing, mm-hmm. and he's so passionate about it. He's singing about, like, an ex or something, like, how he, he misses her and, like, how other girls don't compare. And it's just there's something in his voice that is so passionate that, I, I love it. It's
0: like pick up the phone, show me that it's real. No. Pick up but that's what J. Cole says that a part of it. I feel like I know I feel I like I'm playing maybe. it like and Miguel's like, It's all right. It's all right. Nah. All yeah. yeah. right. <laughs> yeah, I'm like I ain't gonna hit those keys, you hear my raspy ass <laughs> voice. But I feel like I feel like I know because exactly can what's going put on. it on the bottom. Yeah, <laughs> <Can> <laughs> like we'll we'll find that that it. Thing? We can we can
1: ding <laughs> <like>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we'll get back to it. But yeah. That's your yeah. right now in this time of right your life. Now, this yeah. is what you're listening to.
1: Yeah. I, I'm listening to a lot of music right now. Yeah. But I think that that's one that I'm like, yeah, I like that. Like mm-hmm. that that came to mind. Yeah. What about you?
0: Um, I just blanked out. Naturally. I feel like if I open up my Spotify, I'll know instantly, but what is the Oh, I I can think of one that I like. I really like uh <laughs> recently, so there's been like a few that have been coming up. Um, I'm not going to say this is my favorite right now, but it was my favorite right when I broke up with somebody um, because it really, like, felt really great um, with the resonance. Um, But it was the Ain't Shit by Doja Cat. That was a really, really (laughs) awesome one. Like, there's, like, certain parts of that song that I was like, mm, mm, sis, exactly. And uh, so that, that was, like, recent past, but... Don't You guys Whole Album is, like, my favorite song. <laughs> but Wild Side by Normani has been, like, also slapping. OD. I really, really like that song. I'm just, like, any that song comes on, I'm just, like, I do a whole dance to it. Yeah, that's been, like, and it's just, like, I like that song because it makes me move.
1: Mm, yes, you I know. love songs that you can't sit still to. Yeah,
0: yeah. So it's been more about, like, I think things that I've been um, gravitating more towards recently in all aspects have been, like, things that are, like, embodiment because I'm constantly thinking and feeling all the time. So, like, I don't need help with, like, just doing... I, like, right now, it's about, like, embodiment. So it's, like, if... Like, I can think of a million songs and sit there and tell you, like, I... This is, like, because of every word and every lyric. Um, I have a bunch of those, like, that I really resonate with, like... Soundtrack of my life by Kid Cudi is literally a soundtrack to my life. You know, anything by Kid Cudi is, like, one of my favorites. Travis Scott's my favorite. Like, they have such great songs. But right now, this time, August, what is it? August 27th, 28th? I think
1: it's
0: the 28th. Yeah, August 28th, 2021. 7 8 o'clock on Saturday night. It's, I'm going to go with the, uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick with the uh, Wild Side Normani because it makes me want to move. And embody it, uh, and just kind of get into it. Mm. Yeah,
1: I like your reasoning.
0: <laughs> I need to get out of my head sometimes and get into my body. So like mm. that's that's where I'm at with it for right now. <laughs> I'm sure in ten minutes I'll like listen to a song, put myself in my bag. It's just natural. <laughs> yeah.
1: I know music. I feel like it's always um, subjective. You know, like you 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 could interpret it so differently every time you hear it. Absolutely. And it's sometimes it's what you need. Yeah. So it, f- it just feels so amazing when you connect with the song. I feel like we connect with songs. Yeah,
0: absolutely. You really resonate with, like, you know, or a part of yourself does. Or, like, I, I was talking about the other day, too, like, when you listen to a song and, like, you want, like, say it's a song that reminds you of an ex or an ex situation, like, and you want to be sad, But you've like really healed through the situation and you're like not sad. You're like fake sad for five (laughs) seconds and then you're like, I can listen to the song now and not affect me in that way. Mm. And that's like
1: power. Yeah.
0: (laughs) It's real it's so much power. It's like in that rather than just getting like taken by it, you know? Mm. Yeah. All right, I'll go. I'm like, is this my own and take one of mine? What is your favorite trait to see in others physically and emotionally?
1: Oh my god, I asked a similar, sort of similar question. (laughs) My favorite trait to see in someone physically and emotionally. Oh, it's such a good question. Um. Okay, physically, I'm noticing I like people with dark features. And I think it's because when I was growing up, I was bullied for mine. Like bullied for... Dark features also a lot of times can mean hairiness. Mm. You know, like mm. if you're Middle Eastern or wh- whatever it is, I am, I you know, I'm very hairy. Yeah. Like I've always been all over mm. hairy. Mm. And so I think when I see people with dark features that are also hairy, I'm like, okay, you'll accept me. <laughs> <Gang>. <laughs> Literally, I'm like, you understand. Like there's no judgment here. Mm-hmm. And then also for some reason, I guess in a partner, I'm like, if he's also hairy, our kids will be hairy, and they won't know who they got it from. <laughs>
0: <laughs> My parents must have said that because <laughs> so from both sides, I would resonate with that. That's, yeah. And
1: Then emotionally, I mean, honesty is, like, number one. But emotionally, when they can be honest about their feelings, when they can just literally just tell me how you feel. you
2: vulnerability.
1: know, Vulnerability. Yes, vulnerability, yes. Because I'll be so vulnerable. Like, I'll match your energy, but I'll be there before you're there. So it's like, I need you to be there, too. Yeah. It's important.
0: It's so important. And the courage. yeah, The courage to speak it. Like, you feel it, you can know it, but then the courage to say it and be like, yo, I like you. What's up? Like, you know, or like, like, hey, I don't really like you, but thank you (laughs) for inquiring. You know, like, just being honest, just being straight up is like a whole I second that. That's definitely that's that's the emotional one for me. Yeah,
1: and if they can take it, if they can take the brutal honesty, that's attractive.
0: That's the turn on. That yeah. was literally what yeah. we were just talking about. That's that's <laughs> the thing. <laughs> that's the one, right there. That's that's the win in there. If yeah. you do if we do that, yeah, for sure.
1: I think this will be interesting. when wh- hopefully, we have time to get to the question that's similar because mm-hmm. it's similar, but it's a little bit different. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad we got to this one first. Cool.
0: I'm excited for it. For me, um, yeah, like, emotionally would be definitely the capacity to um, not only communicate but comprehend and then embody, like, to follow through, to, like, follow through with, like, okay, now let's, here, here's my emotional intelligence we got here, but then also to, like, follow through and embodying what they've learned from that, like, whether, like, that's positive or something that they learned that's, like, positive or negative and, like, learning from that and um progressing and growth like emotional growth is really important um which is all just ties in together like all of that you know and uh physically i love eyes like i'm big on eyes i like if it's something that i have like an obsession with eyes like over 16 eyes tattooed on me um yeah i really love eyes od yeah (laughs) and um that's why it's funny that in my logo I don't have my eyes in it. And I was like, no, nah, I'm taking them away. <laughs> but uh, yeah, eyes. And then physically, I like um, thickness. Like to be honest, that's okay. it. like in, in, in both male um, and female and okay. anyone in between. Yeah, like I like I like a thick human being. That's personally that's yeah. nice <laughs> like, on a physical like to like. Hold and be held like A teddy bear. Yeah, just like thick. Yeah, mm-hmm. thicky, thickums. <laughs> That's <what I'm> about it. <laughs> Somebody
1: but out there feels seen. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs>
0: good. Yeah, good. I'm happy. I'm glad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you can go.
1: Okay, I love this question. It's mine. <laughs> <laughs> I love that you love it that much. That's great. Okay, can guys and girls be just friends? No ulterior motives.
0: Yes. When the guy identifies as gay and the girl identifies as gay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Majority. Like, that's, like, that's where I feel like that's, like, the... Like, like yeah. But then also, not. Nah, like, I, I really do agree um that you can be with um even if if you just hold yourself accountable and um and because like at the end of the day like i love my friends i'm friends with my friends for a reason i'm also a person who like likes everybody like i like all genders and um have always always have and so my friends regardless of their like sex like are like there would always be a potentiality for me to like like, look at them in that way. Or for, you know, some of my friends, i have gay and straight and bi and everything. Fluid friends in my life. So it's always a potentiality. So, like, what I think in my in my head, if I'm friends with somebody, there's something about them that I like. But that doesn't necessarily have to be romantic. So as long as I'm accountable to myself and I don't romanticize my friends, and if I do romanticize my friends, I, like, be like, oh, you're just, you just like that they're being vulnerable right now. You don't actually want to date them. Then, yeah, absolutely. And I feel like that's the lack on the other. And that's, like, a big reason why, like, a lot of my friendships have, like, burnt in in flames because I was honest about how I feel and how I don't feel that way. And, like, someone's, like, okay, but then still has this ulterior motive and playing, like, a long game. (laughs) And I'm just, like, what the fuck? Like, (laughs) that's not cool, you know? So um, I do believe that it's possible. But just like any other friendship or anything, it just, it takes accountability with yourself. Like, I feel like we look at things like it's taboo. Like, we're all human beings and we all romanticize, like, everybody at points. Like, there's like, like, I, I, my best friend that I love to pieces, like, that's just my friend. I would never do anything sexually with them. Like, I've looked at them and been like, wow, like, they're incredible. I love them. Should we date? Nah, nah. You know, I can't catch myself because like it's so quick to like romance someone when they're doing something. Human
1: instinct too. That's your love language. You're looking for a mate.
0: Yeah, exactly. But what about you?
1: I'm really hesitant, like really hesitant to say yes. But also, I know it can happen, especially when they're gay. (laughs) Like that helps a lot. A lot of my male friends are gay.
0: Yeah.
1: Because and then I, I asked this to a guy and he said only if they're ugly like only if he's unattracted to her Mm -hmm. can they actually be friends because because when the attraction is there you just can't like i couldn't be friends i don't think i could be friends with a guy that i was really attracted to and he wasn't attracted to or we just weren't gonna date we're just gonna be friends i think that would be really tricky you know because women have urges too we we just hide them better
0: my cats, their dogs. We I mean, hide yes, the poop in I the litter. Yeah, like that. Dog shit cats, their dogs. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> Yes, they're a lot more open about it, and mm. I think more disgusting about it. Like they are sometimes not shameful at all. Mm. Like they'll tell you exactly, or they'll sexualize you in front of you. They'll let you know that they're sexualizing you, even even if those aren't the terms of your relationship. Mm-hmm. I'm experiencing that now and it's it's uncomfortable. Yeah. Like there's some guys that are sexualizing me and it's not the right space. Yeah. And I don't feel that way about them. Yeah. So that's that's why it's like I don't know if we can really be friends, but it could be these experiences that I'm having that are making me question that. Of course. But at the same time as I'm getting to know more men, I really like men and I think I feel like sometimes they're easier to connect with than women Mm. because in women friendships, I think sometimes they're competitive Mm. or there's just, yeah, competitiveness. I think Mm -hmm. we always feel some sort of, like when a woman enters a room, if you're the only other woman there, I sometimes feel, or in the gym, if I'm the only woman there and then another woman comes in, sometimes I'll feel like, am I doing better than them? Yeah. You know, and, like, that's that's a shameful thought. Like, I, I don't want to be thinking that, but I just it's feel so like...
0: Societal. It's yeah. so societal. It's so societal. It's, like, literally ingrained. It's ingrained for women to, like, compete, like, you know, and also for men to compete, but in different ways. And it's, like, mm-hmm. I, I understand that entirely. Like, I was one of those people growing up that was, like, I had much more guy friends than girlfriends. Um, and I was, like, I was like a little boy, though. Like, I would be playing 2k sitting there talking about shit like hanging with the guys and then I had probably like five of them never never tried to like do anything outwardly to me at least two of them would try to outwardly like try to get with me but I guarantee every single one of them would have slept with me if I gave the opportunity and like and like (laughs) that's like it's just like annoying it's annoying it to to feel that um because like when you were like, oh, okay, like, oh, we're so cool, but it's, like, we're just wired differently. You know, they say, like, men are from Mars, and women are from Venus, and it's, like, it's true, like, it's just, a lot of times, like, men, it's just, like, it, it, depending, everyone, and there's exceptions, to so, so I'm not going to try to sit here and, like, only say this and this. It's, like, stereotypical, but, like, you know, men think with their meat a lot, like, not to be graphic, but, like, <laughs> it's just the facts, and, like, some women can, do Like, yeah, it, it, sure. it, it's 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 really, you know, so it's just, like, you see it more commonly on, a, like, a primal note that a man's like, ooh, like, ooh, ooh. like like, uh, mm-hmm. like a caveman. <laughs> like, ooh, the, I, put, I put this in this, and this is, like, what I want because I want to do this, and it, like, feels connected. And it's like women's like, I want a relationship. Yeah, <laughs> I want to feel that. emotionally <laughs> supported. <laughs> so, yeah.
1: But back to what you're saying about accountability. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like we, especially the woman maybe, because the men will just, like – They'll sleep with their friends given the opportunity. So if you have the boundaries, then I think you can have a friendship. But the boundaries have to be clear, and it's helpful if you are not attracted to each other. Yeah. Like, very helpful. I
0: feel like all of my friends are attractive, so it's hard. Like, I feel like everybody. I, like, I just, like, I love, yeah, like, I feel like people are really attractive. I feel like people, I'm attracted to a lot of people, not, like, sexually, but just, like, attracted to a lot of people because I'm like, yo, you are great. Why wouldn't people be attractive? Yeah. So, like, for me, it's, like, it's not a, it's like, anything sexual that happens, like, for me, has to go through so many, like, gates in order to access me sexually. So, like, friendship-wise is, like, that's always available. And, yeah, like, I feel like there's a, like, why wouldn't you be attractive? You're my friend. I'm attracted.
1: <laughs> like we're, we're
0: we're attracting each other. Hey, like, come on. Mm-hmm. You know it's I like mean, the you same. You have way. to be
1: somewhat attracted to your friends. I
0: mm-hmm. think. Yeah, and like or else you wouldn't yeah. resonate. You wouldn't yeah. come together. So mm-hmm. cool. No, no, next one. Oh, is it me? You mean? It's yeah. Okay. The girl with these all mine. Oh, no, Have you ever been in love? <laughs> Stares into the camera. <laughs> um, define love. You know, I have thought I've been in love plenty of times. You know, I thought I was in love with my first boyfriend. I was like, oh, man. We are like, super young, like 13 Really like on and off for like four years. Like, it's like a big predominant person in my, fam- in my family. What the fuck? Like, in my life. <laughs> it's just like, because I look at him now, I think back of like, I was just thinking of something. something is a Freudian slip. Um, but, yeah. Um, I believe that I have been in love to the capacity of what I thought love is. And I think my definition of love and what love is, it expands each time I choose to be vulnerable and experience it with someone. Um, there's so many different layers of love. I feel like there's unconditional love, there's love, there's in love, there's so many different perspectives of it. I would definitely say yes, um, but I would also say to my now m- more, most recent like thought and feeling of what love is, I haven't experienced that love yet. Where I'm at, what my concept of, is of what true healthy love and partnership is, I haven't experienced it in its full capacity yet. Or maybe I have right now. You know, maybe something's experiencing and <laughs> Maybe that's Don't happening. Seem thrilled about it,
1: so maybe yeah, no, nah, yeah. It's
0: like, well, it's it's actually just like I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, every time I love somebody, I learn what love and love isn't to me and then I evolve so my new now newfound concept of love uh, is to be found out you know that's where I'm at with it yeah what about you
1: well I feel like I'm in love all the time like I really feel like I so I whenever I meet people I'll either like them or not, and then when I like them, I love them, and I think it's a beautiful thing, like, now that I'm getting older, I can explore, understand it, Um, I think it's tricky at times, because it's like, I can love someone and not know how they feel about me, like, I can, I can just really care about somebody from afar, Mm -hmm. and We might not even have a relationship at all. Like, it's just, like, classmates. I Mm -hmm. used to experience this, like, growing up. I would love my classmates. Like, genuinely feel like we're a family. (laughs) And, like, not really have a friendship with most of these people. Mm -hmm. So, in that way, I do feel like I love a lot. But I've never been in a relationship, like a romantic relationship. So, I've never loved like that. And then what you were saying about how you imagine this love. I imagine a relationship love all the time and I really hope it's like that like I feel like I'm an idealist so I'm you know um, creating a vision of what love is and I've never experienced it so I don't know but I do feel like it's real and I feel like I'm tuning into something like maybe I'm conceptualizing how I love these strangers and then like thinking about it imagine like I always imagine this person that I could be with the person that I could marry and and then the love that I would experience for that person is just overwhelming incredible I feel it already I love this person already and I don't know them so yeah
0: (laughs) I like that I like that um that even on on a on a like not romantic level like like, I, I love all the time. It's, like, I feel that. I definitely feel that, too. Like, Good. I'm, like, in, a, in in like, when you're saying that, I really resonated with that because I, I love people so much. I really do love people so much. Like, I instantly went to romantic because my head's, like, somewhere right well, now. Well, yeah, I feel like that's – I said, but have you
1: ever been in love? Yeah, yeah, yeah. In love.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the in love part. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, but <laughs> I even feel like at times, like, in my life that I've literally – like I romanticized like everyone and everything. Where I was like, I'm going to Delhi. Oh, I'm in love with the person I just I met in Delhi in my too, fake scenario. Too. I just had the, It's like they were kind to me. They like held open the door. Yeah. I'm like, wow. The Part the is on God. the floor. <laughs> like right. <laughs> like, oh my goodness. Now it's a little bit more. But like, yeah, I used to feel like that like all the time. Just like I like I love humans when I see them humaning.
1: Yes. I love
0: humans when I see them just authentically being themselves. <laughs> like not being like this is who I am. This is what it is. Look at my Instagram. Like, look at this. Look at that. Like, when they're just, like, when someone trips on their own foot, I love them.
1: And then they laugh.
0: Mm-hmm. And when mm-hmm. someone's, like, like, da 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 all the time, I'm like, I still love you, but it's different, you know? Um, it's my goal. Your goal. It's mine. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. I just pulled that one.
1: What's your favorite thing about yourself? This is also similar to the question that I have in here.
0: Something I love about myself is my courage, um, my courage to be myself and to constantly learn and to better myself and to be my most authentic self continuously and knowing that that's going to change and grow and evolve and um, to be vulnerable like the to the capacity that I have to not only be vulnerable, but, like, be vulnerable in speaking about my vulnerability, to know that, like, whoever needs to hear it can resonate, and uh, sharing my story and also, like, just doing the work. That's, like, my favorite trait about myself. Um, That was the question, right, trait? Yeah. Or, like, yeah, that's my favorite trait. My favorite trait, like... Favorite thing
1: about you.
0: My favorite thing about me physically would be my eyes.
1: I think your eyes were, like, what I noticed, like... Honestly, I think they're my favorite part of you too, like physically. <laughs> Thank you.
0: <laughs> Thank you so
1: much. I mean, I feel like I feel like as you get to know people, maybe it'll change. Mm-hmm. Like maybe as I get to know you and I see you without your hat, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe yeah. it'll be different. But <laughs> yeah. your eyes are definitely what I noticed. Yeah, when we were in the restaurant. I was like, oh, she's nice
0: eyes. I think you have really nice eyes too. Oh yeah. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, eyes are like really important to me, and I'm like. I don't know, if, that, if it's something that I've... It's funny because I didn't always like my eyes. I used to think that someone was wrong with my eyes. Like, my eyes were fat because, like, when I would smile, <gasps> like, I have this little, like... Uh, you guys can see it. Like, when I smile under here, it gets, like... You see? Every, I, I thought eyes. something was wrong with me because I looked... I remember being, like, having an existential crisis in, like, fifth grade, like, looking around, and I was like, no one has <laughs> this. Why is it just me? And I'm like... But I love them now. So it's like, <laughs> just so interesting how you can, like not like something at all, and then you are going to love it. I think that that's a beautiful progress. What is your favorite thing about yourself?
1: I love this question because I think it's so important. Like, I think we all need to answer this question all the time. Mm-hmm. But whenever I'm asked it, I never know. And it's not, like, an insecure thing because I'm not. <laughs> like, th- to me, it's more like, oh, what do I say? Like, there's mm-hmm. so many things that I – because I love me as a whole. So it's, like, one thing <laughs> – I think I, I really love I love that people feel comfortable around me I love getting the feedback that I'm open to me that just means that they feel like they no matter what they experience they can tell that to me and I'm not going to judge them mm-hmm. and they know that like they somehow picked up that from my energy mm-hmm. and that to me speaks volumes about whatever I'm putting out um, I don't know how you would what you would label that like maybe my openness but I also, like, what you said about growing, I am thankful for that all the time. I'm like, I must have a good sense of logic or, like, just the ability to understand, um, like, recognize the problem and solve it. Or just understand uh, and give yourself compassion. Yeah. Like, just understanding how to, learning how to navigate life and all the struggles and manage yourself. And I think meditation helps with that. Without
0: a doubt. Without a doubt.
1: Yeah. Because you can separate yourself from the situation. Mm -hmm. Really zoom out. It's very helpful.
0: With that, I completely agree. Meditation. Or just sitting with yourself. Some people don't like the term meditation, but whatever you want to call it. Just literally sitting with yourself and giving yourself your undivided attention and breathing.
1: Yeah. It doesn't have to be meditation. You don't have Mm -hmm. to be in a blank. I mean, I don't think meditation is a blank slate. To me, it's an in-between consciousness and, and, like, It's that it's incredible, what it feels like.
0: Yeah.
1: I would love to have a podcast about that too. Oh yeah, for sure. (laughs) Or like an off the air conversation Mm -hmm. about meditation. For sure, I'm open
0: to both. Yeah, Yeah, we do it. Some of the podcast episodes I do meditation on it too. So I'll bring like sound healing, beam it in their ears.
1: (laughs) Very nice.
0: Yeah. So we are coming down to the last few. What is something that you are afraid of, Ooh. Afraid of. Oh, Kenny, um, are we good? I'm so sorry we're okay. I'll re ask you that so we can cut that out. <laughs> what is something that you are
1: afraid of? I feel like, okay, so this is an interesting like transformation from the pandemic, like over the pandemic, but before the pandemic, I was riddled with anxiety, and I didn't even know it. Mm-hmm. Like that was just my default, that was my baseline. I was going through life with all this anxiety, all this panic, and fears, fear of everything, and more so like fear of like um, social interactions. I guess it was a lot of social anxiety, and now, like, over the pandemic, maybe it's been all this time to myself, like, learning who I am, or I, I don't know what it is, but this pandemic has helped me see those fears, maybe. Maybe recognize that, oh, those are just silly fears. Like, why am I wasting my time worrying about what somebody's going to think? And so I guess I was able to remove a lot of fears, and so that's been great. Um, but right now... I feel like I'm kind of glad that I can't think of something <laughs> like nothing fears like feels like a fear. It just mm. feels like something. Oh, because because I just watched this podcast where they were saying how fear and excitement are the same emotion. And it's really just your thoughts around whatever you're doing. It's like pleasure and pain. Yeah. The spectrum.
0: Like the line is very thin.
1: And so realizing that has been great. Like, I realized this, maybe, maybe I heard this podcast, like, two or three days ago, and ever since then, every time I feel excited or nervous, well, whenever I feel nervous, I turn it into excitement, mm-hmm. because I f- you can. Mm-hmm. It's the same exact feeling. It's just your thoughts around it.
0: I completely agree.
1: I guess fear, fear of failure. Like, that's, that's a general one, but that is probably the biggest one.
0: Yeah. It's really interesting. Because my fear is like the exact opposite. Fear of too much success? I've, I'm working on it. I feel like um, any time I've started to see success in my life, I've literally would stop doing whatever I was doing.
1: Oh, that's self-sabotage.
0: Yeah, and it's also protection, like just in general, because of how much what ends up happening, like when I would become successful in something. It's like when you're successful in something... Anybody that's not doing or pursuing whatever dreams or pursuits that they're doing, um, and instantly feels like intimidated and or triggered by your success, and starts treating you. Not all people, but some people will start treating you differently. And when that happens, and when you start energetically feeling that, or like f- noticing something off with like people that you love, people could even be in your family. People could be even your partner at times or your friends, and like or you know. It's not anything personal, but it feels like a personal attack. So because of that, I've been breaking that for a while. And now I don't I'm not going to say that I have a fear of success. I'll say that I had a fear of success um, because I'm not trying to speak that into my reality, but more or less like, yeah, like I had a fear of success and I'm working on having like exactly what you were saying, like, it's just like I every time I feel a fear I kind of like, I I don't um, I don't really have many fears necessarily like of like uh, animals or bugs and things like that. Like I mean, obviously I'm sure if I was like face to face with like a lion, I would feel a little fearful, or like or like a you know a huge animal, I'd feel fearful. If the dinosaur team, you know, like whatever. I'll tell you, what I feel fear fearful of now relevant to this time is people not like people not realizing their own power and just allowing anything to happen at any point of their lives, whether it's from the government, whether it's from their parents, whether it's from their friends, whether it's from their job. Like, I fear that people won't realize their own power before, like, essentially, like, or, or. I realize our own power or realize that that spirit is like in my belief is that is in any, everything and that we need to take care of each other and we need to take care of the earth and I fear that not enough c- people in humanity will realize that before like we're essentially extinct because there it's gonna be here mm-hmm. and we'll all die just like everything else ever happened on earth It'll be a clearing of some sort, whether you believe in the rapture, you believe in, you know, just evolution or anything in general or if you, whatever you believe in, like there's something, you know, and it's just like you can't just continuously do things without regards to anything and expect not to have a uh, repercussion. So I fear that, and that's something that gets to me at times. Um, but instead of just saying I fear that, um, I like to also speak into like i do my best to help instead of just being i'm afraid of that i do my best to help activate and bring activism and to that topic so yeah
1: Mm -hmm.
0: anything i'm afraid of i tend to like run right towards
1: yes i feel like that is the wave that's what Mm. you have to do
0: i thought i thought yeah i was afraid when i i was afraid when i uh, jumped out of a plane and went skydiving I was afraid when I went to Costa Rica to go drink ayahuasca by myself in a rainforest, wow, to away from civilization. Ass. Like, I was afraid when I moved to Colombia. Absolutely, I was actually thinking about doing it like soon, like within like the next few months. Yeah, but like I'll see how it flows. It's been a while. It's been like 2016. It's been five years, almost six. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah.
1: I definitely want to try ayahuasca.
0: It's incredible. I oh, will definitely like build on that. And have th- you want to make sure you want to like good source people and like genuine and authentic and like go places that you're safe, you know. But we can talk about that. Okay, yeah. So it's my turn. Yeah, cause you just got the. Are you? What are you afraid of? Or no, no, I did that. It's your turn. Yeah. I'm like, I didn't okay, have it in my Okay, this is the one order.
1: that's like all the other ones. Okay, what is a trait you have that you think is rare? And so you admire it when you see it in others.
0: Yeah, that's that's like i uh, like that's I feel like um, hmm, just really like f- honesty, like vulnerability, like yeah, the like kind of what we said before, like <laughs> yeah, it's a uh, oh um like just being okay with being comfortable within your own skin, like really just being yourself, like whatever that looks like, being your authentic self, like dressing however you want to dress or doing whatever you want to do not because it's trendy but because you want to do that like because like just being an embodiment of yourself like yeah or like also um I really resonate with people that do a lot of like just self reflecting and digging deep mm-hmm. and like someone's like yeah I'm, over here doing mad <laughs> shadow work I'm like word <laughs> I resonate with that really deeply when people say that I'm like ooh so I guess the trait of just like wanting to learn more about self and others uh, yeah what about you
1: um I feel like I could say like how easily I love people like I appreciate that or I feel like I haven't really met someone that is similar so I think if I do or like when I do it will be really nice but to change it up, I would say when when I see people in the gym pushing hard, like when they are, you know, exhausted, we're, we're pushing to the brink of, like, everything, and they're still trying and they're not giving up, that is, that, I feel like the gym tells you a lot about people. I'm learning that. Like, as I'm watching people in my class, they're giving up. They're, like, the belt, you know, the timer didn't ring yet, and they're giving up. They're, complaining it is so unattractive, so unappealing in every way and i just feel like i feel like i thought like before i date someone i'll take them to a, to a class see how they do you know uh, do they complain or do they try mm.
2: you
1: know so that's uh, and i'm one of the triers so that's i feel like it's i'm noticing it's more rare than the complainers so that is something i admire when i see in others cool is there one more question
0: Two, three, three more. If you could have a superpower, what would it be?
1: I would freeze time whenever I wanted. Can you imagine, like, if you just had extra time? Like, there are so many times when I'm at home and I'm just like, I would love to pause and just have, like, an hour. (laughs) An hour unaccounted for. An hour to do whatever I needed And then unpause it, and you go to your party. Or, like, whatever you needed to do. And
0: you? I would, um... It would be telepathy. No, not telepathy. Uh, Telekinesis. Because, yeah, it would be telekinesis. I don't want to read everyone's brain. (laughs) It would be telekinesis. I would move things. I would want to move things, yeah. Um, Matilda was one of my favorite movies. (laughs) (laughs) I... Was convinced that I was Matilda when I was younger. <laughs> <laughs> like I would try to move things all the time. I low key feel like it did it sometimes. Maybe it did. Maybe it didn't. We'll find out. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I would say. I would say that. I'll just leave it at that for this one. That's something that I could go into many different things, but telekinesis.
2: Mm.
0: Yeah.
1: Okay, do you ever experience imposter syndrome? Why do you think people experience it?
0: I definitely have and still sometimes do. I feel like it's gotten much better now in my life. But um, imposter syndrome, I feel like it comes about when, for many different reasons, I felt it triggered for many different reasons at many different times, but I feel like the common thread of what happens is like, I think it comes from a worthiness thing. Like, am I enough? Am I doing enough? Is this authentic enough? Like, is it comes like a lack of um, self-worth or self-appreciation, which could come from, you know, a long line of that within our families and then that being brought on to us and then society also contributes to that. Maybe it's the field that you're in. There's different things that trigger that. Um, so, yeah, I definitely have had it and I do know that it comes on At certain times but how I talk myself out of it is um, I like now at this point of my life like I I giggle when I start doing it because I'm like I'll be like oh you know okay are you even qualified to do this or and then I like ego myself I'm like how many years are you gonna have this conversation with yourself Mm -hmm. how many years have you been studying this how much love attention Do you put into everything that you do? You are literally perfectly designed for this shit, sis. Get your ass up and go do it. Because I believe in you. And just telling myself, like, that's how I took myself. I took myself with much love, but I'm also like, yeah. Go, mm-hmm. go do that. You gotta be a little <laughs> like, tough. Exactly. That's like that's my love language with myself. I need to have a little space because that's just who I am. That's how people. That's that's what you'll get from me too. If like you're you're, you're around me long enough, or honestly, you might even get in like really short interaction. <laughs> that's just who I am. But uh, yeah,
1: it's the honesty.
0: Yeah, mm. <laughs> the character. <laughs> I feel
1: like that's the title of this session: honesty. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I'm like, the song Honest, uh, Honest, uh, Honesty came into my head by a pink sweatshirt. Mm-hmm. You know what song I'm talking about? Yeah. I love that song so much. I'd be, like, yeah. really in my bag about it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so, what about you?
1: Of course, I experience imposter syndrome. Um, but I was just thinking, it's definitely better than being arrogant. Yes. Like, it's definitely better than going into a space and being like, I know all of this, like, I know more than you know, but of course it's not great, like, then, y- then you're undermining your own talents, and you're going into a space that you are designed for, you're qualified if you're there, like, that's what we all need to know, I feel like I need to look into the camera, <laughs> and it's <laughs> like, if you're there, you're qualified, mm-hmm. so it's just, like, drop, drop the questions inside your mind, and why do people experience it? I feel like maybe it comes from admiring other people and just thinking, like, they do, like, with podcasts. Like, I, I didn't think I should do a podcast because I just, like, admired, like, Joe Rogan so much and Whitney Cummings and, like, all these different podcasters. And it's just, like, I couldn't do that. You know, like, I can't hold a conversation. I can't use my mind for that long of time. Me too. <laughs> Look at you! Thank
0: you. <laughs> like two-hour podcast, yeah. of course. We had the podcast. The podcast. We didn't even know we were in a podcast tryout at Amir's Cafe. We were <laughs>
1: <laughs> literally. I know. I was thinking that should have been recorded.
0: <laughs> oh, that would have been great! Like just the content. It was like everything that was going on, though. It's so cool. But it's our recording in our head with our memory. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. But also on speaking about imposter syndrome. I noticed it a lot in, like, an academic setting. Like, over the summer when I was doing research, it w- I was with a bunch of people that were selected for this program. It was a competitive program. So, you know, like, these people are smart to some degree, you know, and it's just, like, I felt so, um, I don't know. I just felt so bad that all these people, these intelligent, talented students felt like they would whatever they would say they would be like I don't know though or like you like they would always undermine whatever they had just said or like Mm. I can't speak today you know just making comments like that and they're belittling themselves Mm. and it's just like I even though I felt that way too like being in this program like I don't belong here there are people from you know Brown University in this program I don't you know this isn't a spot for me Mm. but it's just like you're already there (laughs) you were you know i was selected for you this to
0: be there, so yeah, literally like handpicked
1: so yeah thanks for saying that handpicked you mm-hmm. guys are handpicked for wherever you're mm-hmm. going and it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: it's just something that we need to acknowledge like this is imposter syndrome what i'm saying to myself it's not true mm-hmm. you can't listen to everything y- your mind tells you
0: Without a doubt. Without a doubt. and it's like because there's the committee in our head mm-hmm. listen to where you're at what you're doing how you're embodying it like you wouldn't be gifted an opportunity or hand-selected an opportunity that you, like, want in that way to not at least gain something from it, you know? Even if you're not going to long-term be with it, to at least gain something from it, you know, one way or another. So last question. Got the last one. How can you be more compassionate with yourself?
1: I feel like that's a good one to end it. Like especially that one. like a that perfect one, one
0: yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: It said, how can you be more
0: compassionate? Mm-hmm. How can you be oh. more compassionate? This with is yourself? what I'd like
1: to think about. I would like think about it for like 10 minutes, like mm-hmm. journal this one out. How can you be more compassionate? Mm-hmm. If you have an answer, you can go first. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm.
0: How can I be more compassionate with myself? I think uh, it always kind of goes to, like, this similar space where it's, like, not having so many expectations for or, or not being such a perfectionist with, like, everything that I do. Because if you, if you told me your passion right now and you needed a website created, I could build it probably within an hour, two hours, like, have it and, like, sit there and, like, do all these different things. But if I... Thing. I've been trying to make a website for myself for, like, three years, <laughs> you know, like, on and off, and I have made versions of websites, but, like, things like that's like, the perfectionism. How can I be more compassionate with myself? Is like, I can just accept myself for who I am in each moment without judgment and just allow myself to exist because even if, like, say I'm super overwhelmed or I'm super sleepy, nothing's going to stop me from feeling super sleepy or super overwhelmed in that moment. But what can encourage change and growth would be, like, support. Like, I would be more compassionate for... How I can be more compassionate for myself is by supporting myself in everything I do. Even if it's, like, some whack shit. Like, if I just support myself, then I'll make some really dope stuff, you know? Like, so it's like, all right, like, oh, like... I do this thing where I'll I'll freestyle, like, every once in a while. And uh, sometimes it's whack. (laughs) Like Like singing or rapping? Rapping. And, like... And, uh, like, a little combination of both and more rapping. And, like, 80% of it will be whack. But then the next time, 70% of it is whack. You know what I mean? But I will, like, still, like, post it on my Instagram. But, like, post it somewhere. Because I'm, like, now nah, I'm going to support myself in my whackness because there's gems in here. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, just, like, just learning. That, like, compassion, I feel like, is hand-in-hand with confidence. When you have compassion with yourself. Like, true confidence. Not just, like like, an embodiment of what I believe is authentic confidence in yourself, like, comes with, you have to have that compassion, because without it, then you're just beating yourself up all the time.
1: Yeah, you're not going to get anywhere if you're not compassionate with yourself. Yeah. I feel like I I was going through that recently, in, like, October, where I was, like, being so critical, analyzing but, like, in a good way, it felt like productive mm. analyzation of myself. I was realizing these things that maybe I don't like about myself that I should change. But then I wasn't following it up with compassion. I was just being, like, drilling myself. And then I, f- I, f- I would shrivel up. Like, I just became a smaller person because I wasn't helping myself. Mm. And so, anyway, how – were you finished? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> how, c- to be how can I be more compassionate with myself? I'm realizing that I think very in terms of, like, black and white. So there's no gray area as of now in in the way that I think. And this is pretty dangerous just because it's, like, it's one extreme or the other. And so I think I should be more compassionate and understanding that it it isn't as black as black and white as it seems in my mind. And that the gray area is there whether I see it or not. And so I need to have compassion towards that and not hold myself to such high standards sometimes. Mm -hmm. But I think I'm working on it. I think I am showing myself compassion. And I think self-improvement is compassion. Mm -hmm. Learning how to be disciplined or, like, not self-sabotage. That's compassion.
0: Yeah. But also when you do Mm self-sabotage, not, like, kicking your own ass <laughs> that
1: everything. you
0: self-sabotaged Yeah. Mm-hmm. so accepting Ugh. it happened like being accountable but also being compassionate well why did i Well why self-sabotage because previous times in my life when i've self-sabotaged it actually saved me from something that was h- trying to harm me because our ego is not our villain our ego is literally what was trying to protect us in the past you know it might be outdated but it, it just it doesn't mean no harm it causes it but if you just talk to ego, like, you would talk to your your present self or your future self, like, it, if you're more compassionate with your ego, your ego can be more compassionate
1: with you. That is really interesting. That is really good point. Because I, I, you said the, your ego is not your villain, right? Because I, I feel like we're all It can all thinking, be if we yeah, make it. It can be if you make this. it. Mm-hmm. Mm.
0: Yeah but it's really just like a sad child that's like trying to protect you from things you've seen happen in the past. It's like, you know, if I, if I, if I was right here and I like, you know, um, did something that was like hurtful or I said something that could be like embarrassing or like on this, you might not, your ego might not ever want you to go on a show like this or sit with me ever, you know, even whether I did it, on purpose or on accident. Say I said something I did on accident. Your ego might still try to protect you from embarrassment because if whether I was aware of it or not, in the past you might have been embarrassed and like by someone, and like it's triggering that. Mm-hmm. So for me, like what I like to do and where I'm at with it, because it's taken me ma- many years to come to this conclusion. <laughs> like um, I'm just like, what do you want? What are you looking for? want to feel safe okay what do you need here you want this blanket want some soup everybody needs some soup you want <laughs> some tea like so yeah that's um just nurturing yourself like reparenting yourself Like mm-hmm. I feel like it's important in the compassion
1: mm-hmm. but, yeah. parenting yourself for
0: sure mm-hmm. well this has been amazing <laughs> super excited to do this again yeah thank you so much for co-creating this with this me. This
1: was so much fun. This
0: really was. It was truly like such a equivalent exchange and such a great energy exchange in this. Mm-hmm. Like um I know dynamic. I feel it in the room. Yeah like <laughs> I'm like, I'm very I'm very like um floaty right now. So mm, yeah thank you so much. I'm excited to and thank you anybody who's listening now, watching will watch um shout out to Kenny for being the best. I give show love to Ken He's like, yeah, we'll be done at eight. It's like, it's like ten, <laughs> and, uh, for the compassion Kenny has on tolerating me every week. But yeah, um, I guess we'll sign out. Bye. <laughs> yep.
2: Yeah.